USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance, your host for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to Money Wise. Here we are once again on a Sunday morning, and we're going to be talking about the fact that it's better to give than to receive. I guess it depends on who that person is, whether you're on the giving end or the receiving end. But we are going to be talking about gifts, because gifts are a little bit more complicated and detailed than what most people think about. Have you ever given money to a family member, to a friend, to a relative? to a charity perhaps. Well, we're gonna be talking about different ways of gifting, what the gifting amounts are. And just recently, I've had the pleasure of being involved with at least two significant clients who have decided to make gifts to the next generation. And we're gonna be talking about why that can be a really good thing. So this is Ray Lance saying, welcome to Money Wise. And the first thing I'd like you to do is to say, Welcome to attorney Mike Coleman. Good, good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Mike, it's always a pleasure to be here with you. And um, do you like to get gifts, Mike? Yes. <laughs> uh, how about giving? Do you like to give away gifts? Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. always fun. Yeah. Well, I've told clients even in the last few months, for example, you've got more than enough money. You're never going to spend it all. Why just wait until you pass away and then give money through your estate plan? Mm-hmm. Why don't you make some gifts right now while you're alive? And there's lots of good reasons why that can be a useful thing to do. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit today. But right now I will tell everybody that there is no gift tax law in the state of Massachusetts, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. So as far as Massachusetts is concerned, you can give away any amount of money to anybody and not have to worry about filing a gift tax return or paying any gift tax. And That's a pretty important thing. Federal law is a little bit different. Federal law has two kinds of regulations that really impact gifting. One is called the annual exclusion amount, and that happens to be $16,000 per person per year right now. But the magic thing about that is you can give it away to an unlimited number of people. So if you had a lot of money you wanted to give away to a lot of relatives, let's say, You could give them each $16,000 in one year. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, you don't have to pay any gift tax. You don't have to file any gift tax return. So there's the annual gift exclusion. And if you are married, for example, and you want to give away money, you can give away $16,000 and your spouse can give away $16,000 to the same person or the same individual. And maybe one spouse controls all the money and the other one doesn't. You can make the gift of $32,000 for the person who has all the money and have it qualify as the annual exclusion for both of them. Isn't that exciting? Yes. Well, I guess it depends on whether you're on the giving or the receiving end, right? (laughs) So besides the annual exclusion amount of up to $16,000 a year, There's also the lifetime gift tax exemption. So that's a pretty high number. And the amount for 2022 is 12,000,000.06. I guess that's $12,060,000 you can give away without having to pay any gift tax to the federal government. Now that doesn't apply to many people, obviously. Uh, As far as charities are concerned, it's virtually an unlimited amount of money you can give away to a charity. But you can do both an annual exclusion and you can do the lifetime exemption. So if you wanted to give somebody $116,000, for example, $16,000 of it would qualify as the annual exclusion amount and $100,000 would be part of your $12.06 million lifetime exemption. Hmm. So you can give away that kind of money and not pay a penny in gift tax, but there's one thing you're supposed to do. 
you have to file a gift tax return. Hmm. And it's kind of a silly procedure in a way if you think about it because you have to file a gift tax return to show that you've done it, but then you're still not going to owe any gift taxes. Hmm. So that's the basics for the federal gift tax rule. And there's lots of opportunities and way to give away money. We're going to be talking about some of the different ways you can give away money, which is the easiest thing to do. You know, this past year I had a gentleman who's probably worth around 4 or $5 million, I guess, who lives in the city. And um, I said to him, you're giving money away to your children when you die in your estate plan, but you don't have to wait until then either. You can give it away now. Mm-hmm. And you can reduce your estate because we have something called the estate tax in Massachusetts, don't we? Mm-hmm. And what's what's the limit currently on the mass estate tax? Right now it's $1 million. So in the case of this gentleman who, say, was worth about $4 million, mm-hmm. if he died with $4 million in his name, then his estate could end up paying some Massachusetts estate tax. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, because Massachusetts has no gift tax... He could give away money, not have to file a gift tax return, mm-hmm. not have to pay any gift taxes on it, and reduce the amount of his estate for estate tax purposes. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it can make a lot of sense to give away money and save taxes for your family for later on. I think people get confused sometimes about the amount that they can give away without paying taxes. Yes. So a lot of people think that if they give away more than, right now, $16,000 a year, that they have to pay a tax on it. Yeah, and there are a lot of misconceptions. But that's not true, though. Yeah. So do you so think... Go ahead. just want to make that clear for anyone who's listening. You, The $16,000 amount is the amount that requires you to um, file a return. Correct. But you can give away more than that. You know, you still have to file a return, but there's no actual tax due until you reach that $12 million limit. Yep. Uh, So there is a lot of confusion about it. Sometimes I always get the question, if I give away money to my child, if I give them fifteen dollars to $16,000, do they have to report it on their income tax? Mm -hmm. Do you know the answer to that? We do not. You do not. Right. So I like to make a little joke of it sometimes, and I say, well... They've done nothing to earn it, and I then say, and maybe they've done nothing to deserve it. Right. (laughs) But they pick up this amount of money as a gift. It's never income taxable to them. That's a good way to think about it is that it's not earned. Yep. So, therefore, you don't report it. I'm sure there are exceptions to that rule, but Yep. There's exceptions to almost every rule, isn't there? Yep. Or aren't there, I should say. So, if you get a gift, uh, you've done nothing to earn it. So it's not earned income. You don't have to pick it up on an income tax return. That's kind of similar to, you know, people sometimes ask if there's an inheritance tax. You know, so in Massachusetts, when you inherit something, people sometimes think, well, I have to pay a tax on what I've inherited. It's kind of the same concept. They are not earning that money that they inherit necessarily. So Right. <laughs> not in Massachusetts anyway. Right. Right. Some states, uh, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. You have to pay an inheritance tax. Um, I think there are about 15 states in the country where if you inherit property, there's no estate tax, but you might have to pay an inheritance tax because you inherited money. Hmm. So you don't necessarily want to live in one of those states. And um, so can you deduct a gift? If you give money away, can you deduct it? What do you think? I would think so, yes. Okay, only if it's to a qualified charity. Ah. So, for example, if I write you a check for $10,000 and say, Mike, I like you so much, I'm going to give you a gift, I don't get to deduct it. Unless I'm a charity. Unless you're a charity, right. (laughs) So, gift taxes generally cannot be deducted for income tax purposes, and the person who receives the gift doesn't have to report it as income. But if you give money away to a qualified charity, then yes, you can deduct it on your income tax return, provided you're itemizing your deductions. Mm. So it gets to be a little bit complicated. That's the point at which I say, go see an accountant. Yes. Yep, see your favorite tax preparer. We're happy to recommend somebody to you if you don't have one. Right. Um, 
and uh, just give Mike a call at 508-998-8800 or give Ray or Peter a call at USA Wealth Group, which is 508-998-8858. And we would be happy to make some suggestions for somebody who's very qualified to do your income tax returns. You know, we've had some people in the news recently, and I thought it was appropriate to give a couple of quotations because I thought they were interesting. Queen Elizabeth II uh, once said, grief is the price we pay for love. Mm. Interesting quotation. And then I wasn't quite sure how to take this one that she said also. Queen Elizabeth II said, I have to be seen to be believed. That was kind of interesting. I wasn't quite sure how to take that one. I don't know. (laughs) I have to think about that one. I have to think about that one. (laughs) Well, um, giving is something that's really interesting to do. Uh, When we uh, come back in a few minutes after a short break, I want to also talk about what if you want to give money to somebody, like to a child, for example, to help them buy a house? That can be a nice thing to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And what if you want to give some money to a child and say, I want to give you some money, but I'd like to have you put it into a retirement account for yourself. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give the gift to you. I don't get a deduction for it. You don't have to pick it up as income. But now you've got other money in your name, and you can put money into a retirement account. And as long as you have regular ordinary income that you can deduct this IRA against, you now can get a tax deduction yourself because you're going to reduce your own income by the fact that you're contributing money into an IRA account. Hmm. How about that for being a smart thing? At the same same time, you're encouraging that child to start to set up a retirement account for themselves. Hmm. So... We've got a lot of interesting little nuances on this, and they're all important. They're all designed to save you money. We do want to talk after the break about ways that you can help a younger person buy a house, and that involves gifting in many cases. So please stay tuned. We will be right back after a short break. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508 998 8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, back to MoneyWise with the Money Guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. Welcome back to Ray Lance and attorney Michael Coleman. And we're talking about gifting today. There's lots of things that parents can do to help children by making gifts. Mm -hmm. So Mike, you do a lot of work in the area of estate planning, wills and trusts Mm -hmm. and uh, documents of that nature. Do you ever see situations when parents might sometimes pay the cost of doing an estate plan for their child? Sure, yeah, I've seen that before. So if you've got a child, and especially if you have a child who has children themselves mm-hmm. and they haven't done estate planning, for example, maybe one of the nicest gifts that their parent can make is to help them with the cost of setting up an estate plan hmm. and pay that cost. I don't know. sounds like a good idea to me. We always say if, if you, you know, general, if you have children, maybe if you own a home, have some other assets, you should definitely, you know, even without kids, but you should definitely have some kind of an estate plan in place. Oh yeah, especially with children, but I think anybody does. I see lots of people who have done no planning at all. Mm -hmm. So let's talk for just a minute about uh, some ways that you can help a young buyer purchase a house. It costs a lot more money today to live. Rents are up. And if you can help a child be able to purchase a house, afford a house, Maybe that's a good thing that you can do with your money. Mm-hmm. So remember the first thing we talked about, which is the $16,000 annual exclusion. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have a son who's married and you want to give 16000 to the son and $16,000 to the wife. That uses up your annual exclusion, so you can give him $32,000 mm-hmm. towards the down payment. 
but you can give them more than that. You can use up part of your lifetime exemption. So if you've got enough money to help them buy a house, and that's going to be maybe even more affordable for them than paying the rent, why don't you consider making a gift to them? And um, if you want to do a gift and there's still going to be a mortgage involved, the mortgage lender wants to know that when the child receives the gift from the parent, it's truly a gift, mm-hmm. and it's not just a loan, for example. I wonder if it, if it was a loan, could they record a second mortgage, or would that be Well, that's, that's the problem. One of the things that I always think about when I'm from the estate planning side of things is if you have families and, you know, if there are more than one child and, you know, multiple children, and then one of the kids is given money to buy a house, you know, and then down the road, the other child was never given that. Do you want to put something like that in a trust to say, you know, the child that was given this money, their amount from the estate should be deducted by an amount equal to the gift amount mm-hmm. because that can cause problems later on when one kid feels like the other one was helped out more. So. Yeah, I've made that as a recommendation before and I think it's an absolutely good idea. Yeah. Uh, I think the most important thing that parents can do is treat their children equally when it comes to finances, uh, absolutely. But the issue of giving money for a down payment is a little bit more complicated than that. So let's say you gave money to a child for a 20% down payment and they're gonna get an 80% mortgage. When the bank is going through the mortgage application for the children, one of the things they wanna know is, was this money from the parent truly a gift or is it really a disguised loan that the parents want to get paid back? Mm -hmm. In which case, the children are not going to qualify for the mortgage. Mm-hmm. And so that's why sometimes you'll see the bank will say, well, if this is going to be a gift, we want a gift letter saying that this is truly a gift and does not have to get repaid. Hmm. Otherwise, they may not um, qualify for the mortgage uh, in the first place. So you may have to do a gift letter, and that's okay. No expectation of repayment. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, um, I've seen a couple of situations where I was involved in helping somebody set up a loan to a child, but there was concern about the stability of the child's marriage. Mm. And what happens if the parent gives money to the son and then two years later the son gets divorced and the house gets sold and the money gets split between the husband and the wife? Mm. So what you can do in that situation, um, assuming that maybe they already own the house, is you can say, I want to put a note and a second mortgage. I want you mm-hmm. to sign a note for this money that you need, but I'm going to put a second mortgage on the house. So if you ever sell the house, um, I'm going to get my money back. Mm-hmm. So there was an existing mortgage, so it wasn't a problem with Correct. with a mortgage company. Yep. I see. We've done that before, too, where a loan was given to a child, and then they recorded a mortgage along with a you know, had him sign a promissory note and then recorded a mortgage on that. So Right. But there's a lot of little wrinkles in that, too. If you're going to loan money even to a relative, the IRS also wants to know that the loan is not a gift in disguise. It's really a loan. So the IRS has something called a minimum interest rate. It's called the applicable federal rate that you're supposed to charge. Otherwise, it's not really regarded as a loan. Mm. And that's fairly low right now. The amount is 2.88% for loans of up to three years. And uh, then it goes up slightly from that for longer loans. So it's a little complicated. It's something that uh, either Attorney Tenny Lance or Attorney Mike Coleman can help you with. If you're thinking about loaning money to a child and you want to do it correctly and comply with federal tax law, uh, visit them and they can make sure it's set up with the correct interest rate. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a high rate, but it has to be the, the minimum federal rate to make it properly qualify and to be deductible. So there's lots of different things you need to think about if you're going to loan money to a child. And Mike, you raised a good point earlier when you said, well, what if you loan money to one child and you don't loan money to the other? I've seen situations when you and Tenny, for example, have done estate plans and you say, 
want my children to get equal shares. However, to the extent that we've loaned money or given money to somebody to help them buy a house, mm-hmm. that will be treated as if it's a credit and deducted from their share. Yeah. And then that way they can all be treated equally. Correct. So, yeah, those are always smart things to do. It's always best to get it in writing, too, regardless of how oh, definitely. well you think your kids are going to get along later on and that they'll figure it out themselves. It's, it's best to have it in writing. You know, I used to be surprised, but I'm not surprised any longer mm. at how often money becomes an issue and a dispute when a parent dies. Yep. Kids fight over the money. They fight over the stupid things. and mm-hmm. uh, um, So... Make sure it's in writing. Make sure you, you think about it from a proper business point of view. Mm-hmm. And if, if you can at all possible, treat your children equally. Right. I've seen some situations in the past when a parent has said, well, my son has done really well. My daughter hasn't done as well, so I want her to get more. Right. I think that's a wrong path to And if take. you are going to do that, it, have you know a conversation with the kids about it. You know, because if you feel that it's the right decision, then communicate that to them and see how they react. Yep. Because if they react badly now, chances are they're going to react badly later. Absolutely. So. Yep. You can count on it. Yep. I know you've seen it all, and I've yeah. seen it all, and it yep. gets really messy. Yep. William Randolph Hearst. Does that name ring a bell? Yep. He was a multi-multi-millionaire, I guess, at the time right. in California, and he was a publisher and so forth. He once said, in suggesting gifts, money is appropriate and one size fits all. Mm. Well, money is always a good gift, but mm-hmm. just be careful how you're doing it. Document things. And uh, let's see. I have a quotation that I thought was cute also from Virgil. Virgil was a famous poet mm. uh, several thousand years ago, and he said, I fear the Greeks even when they bring gifts. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what that means, but I thought it was interesting. <laughs> Well, let's come back to uh, ways to help a young buyer uh, purchase a house. Make sure that the house is going to be properly insured. Mm -hmm. Uh, Make sure that they can afford the mortgage. Don't just give them money to buy a house and then the the amount they have to pay for the house mortgage and so forth is more than what they were paying for rent. Mm -hmm. And maybe they can't afford it. Mm -hmm. So you need to be a little practical with how you're doing this and, and so forth. And again, we can give advice. We deal with this kind of a subject all the time. So in just a couple of minutes, we're going to come back and we're going to be talking about some other kinds of things that you can do for gifts. I still like the thought of why don't you pay for your children's estate plan Mm -hmm. come in with them if you want to talk about doing their estate plan and then say i want to make sure that you and your children are protected properly and so this is our gift to you this year we're going to pay for your estate plan to be set up Mm -hmm. i think that's a real smart thing to do Um, we're also going to be talking in just a couple minutes about charitable giving and some other gifting opportunities under the current tax laws and um, do something that not everybody is able to afford right now. I like the idea of doing a trust, for example, for the benefit of children. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes you can also put money into a life insurance policy. Mm -hmm. I've done that with some of my family members in the past when I know they're not able to afford doing uh, life insurance necessarily. but. They ought to have life insurance because they've got younger children, Mm. and it's not really in their budget. Why don't you help pay the cost of doing the life insurance for your own children? Mm -hmm. When you do that, by the way, uh, depending upon the amount, you can take that life insurance policy and have it owned by a trust, Mm -hmm. a separate irrevocable life insurance trust you're going to pay the premiums on it you can be the trustee of that trust you can be the beneficiary and if something happens to let's pick on your son again let's say something happens to your son well instead of having the daughter inherit all this money from a life insurance directly and perhaps going out and getting married to somebody else this trust can control the money and make sure the grandchildren are being taken care of Mm -hmm. so there's lots of good ways when you're doing gifting that you can be smart about it. And we can talk to you about different ways to do that, different ways to gifts, gifts that you can afford. So we're gonna come back uh, after a short break and we wanna talk a little bit about 
charitable gifts and some of the ways you can do that and how you can even give away IRA money directly to a charity hmm. and avoid taking the IRA minimum distribution into your own income. So Mark Twain once said, all you need in this life is ignorance and confidence, and then success is sure. <laughs> we don't want you to be in that position. So stay tuned, come back, and we're going to be talking about some other ways you can do important gifting. This is Money Wise Radio, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about gifts. Gifts are a lot more complicated than you think, but they can be fun uh, also, I think. Uh, if you give away money during your lifetime, as we've said, I'm gonna repeat this again just very quickly, you have an annual exclusion amount of $16,000 per person, and that's not just to one person. You can give it away to a dozen people, that amount of money, if you want to, or a dozen family members, or a dozen charities, or whatever it happens to be. But you also get this really huge lifetime uh, deduction, uh, which is an exemption, and that's uh, 12.06 million. There's also something called a marital deduction. So generally between husbands and wives, if one spouse dies and everything goes to the survivor, really you're making a gift to the survivor. It's called a marital deduction. And that's never a taxable event except under one circumstance, if you have a non-U.S. spouse, you're not protected by the gift tax marital deduction. Hmm. So I know in our community we have a lot of people who have become citizens, but if you have not become citizens, um, then perhaps in your family you're not going to be entitled to this gift tax marital deduction. Hmm. So get some advice from attorney Michael Coleman. Call him at 508 998 8800 and sit down and make an appointment get some advice mike let me ask you a question maybe you can't answer in which case i'll answer my own question but if i have a house and i paid fifty thousand dollars for it and it's now worth five hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars and i want to give it away to my son for example mm. Have you ever heard of the concept of basis or cost? Yeah. yeah. What, what does he now own that house for? Basically what you bought it for. You know, maybe some variations to that rule, but $50,000, you know. If, okay. Um, yep. So that's called a carryover basis, mm -hmm. and that's another important rule about gifting. If you give away stocks, if you give away something that you paid a lesser amount of money for, and it's now worth more money, whether it's real estate or stocks or th investments, things of that nature, the person you, who gets that property gets what's called a carryover basis. They now own that property for what you paid for it. Right. And if they go to sell it, they could be stuck with a large capital gains. Mm -hmm. That's one, one of the reasons you have to be careful with gifting on some assets. Right. You know. So cash is always easier when it mm -hmm. comes to gifting. Cash yeah. is worth cash. Yeah, but if you give away something that has appreciated and and uh, value, um, that maybe is not necessarily the best thing to do. And yet, lots and lots of people, I would be willing to bet there's thousands of people in this community who've given away assets. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of solutions after the fact that you can think about for that, but be careful about the capital gain carryover basis rule. On the other hand, if you want your son to have this house and your son inherits the house from you under your will or under your trust, they usually get what's called a step-up in basis. So when they inherit the money at the time of your passing, at the time of your death, they inherit it for fair market value. Mm -hmm. And under current law, all capital gains disappears. Mm -hmm. They could then turn around and sell that house and not have to worry about paying a nickel in capital gains tax. Right. That's why we have clients come in here sometimes and say, well, I just want to give my house to my child. 
And that's one of the reasons we ask them about what the plans are with the house. Is the child going to be living there? You know, they, do they plan to sell it? And so capital gains is one of the reasons why we, you know, advise against that in some situations. Right. And the rules get a little bit more complicated from there. We're not going to go into it in huge detail. But if they continue to own and occupy this house as their primary residence for several years, then they could perhaps get rid of the capital gains tax as well. Mm -hmm. So the tax rules are very complicated. Bottom line is if you're thinking about giving away some property that has appreciated in value, sit down with somebody here, either at uh, Lance Law or USA Wealth Group, and let us give you some information. We cannot give this information over the telephone or on the radio, of course. You have to sit down with somebody who understands the rules and can follow it. But there are some advantages to making gifts in the first place, lifetime gifts. If you give away property to somebody, and let's say it's worth just what you paid for it, then future increases in value, future appreciation, is going to be in the hands of the person that you gave it to, and that appreciation is not going to be part of your estate. Mm -hmm. That might save estate taxes. Mm And the gift tax that somebody pays, if they have to pay one, can also reduce the taxable estate. If you make a gift of an income-producing property, let's say it's rental real estate, for example, that could potentially reduce your current income taxes. And if you give away property, it doesn't have to go through probate because you've already given it to somebody else, right? Mm -hmm easier way to do that is to put into a trust absolutely so let's talk about that for a second yeah if you want to avoid you know if the goal is to avoid probate rather than gifting it and having to deal with all those issues of gifting you can put the property into a trust and you can remain trustee of that trust if you want to and then you can specify who takes over as trustee after you pass away and how the property is distributed and split up amongst children so if you know if the goal is i don't want my property to go through probate there are ways to do that easily without gifting so we're talking about gifting but we're also now talking about probate we're talking about trust Mm -hmm. So the interplay of all these gets to be a little complicated, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Right. So don't listen to your neighbor. Don't assume that I'm going to just give away my house, and that way it won't have to go through probate, and so then we won't have to worry about it. But you may be creating a tax problem for them in the meantime right. if, if you right. do that. But the other advantage of doing gifting in general is you, you get to see uh, the person that you receive, who receives the property. Um, you get to see them enjoy the asset while they're still alive. Mm-hmm. I made that argument uh, fairly recently to um, a gentleman in the city, as I mentioned. He has uh, more than enough regular income coming in that he doesn't even need his assets, and yet he has really significant assets. And I said... This is going to cost you money because the current Massachusetts estate tax exemption is a million dollars. We're hoping that it will jump up to $2 million by the end of the year, but when that happens, we'll announce it. But right now, it Mm -hmm. it still is not fully into the law. Mm -hmm. But instead of holding on to all these assets until you die and then letting your beneficiaries receive them, That means you're going to pay estate tax or your estate will pay some estate tax, which is a waste of money. just Mm -hmm. goes to the state of Massachusetts. On the other hand, if you give away some of this money now, uh, you'll have the pleasure of seeing the beneficiaries receive the gift. And he did that so that uh, some of his children could pay for school, Mm -hmm. uh, some of his grandchildren rather. Some of his grandchildren could use the money for deposits on houses. And so... Everybody was very appreciative, and more importantly, he took a significant chunk of money out of his estate, mm-hmm. and that saved him Massachusetts estate tax. Right. So it can be a smart thing to do, and uh, let us take a look at it with you. We also have something called the Uniform Gifts to Minors Act, and we have a new employee and I was having her print off some of this material so I could talk about it on the radio. And she says, oh, I just saw this when I was putting the copies together. She says, I just made a gift for my daughter who's nine years old. Hmm. And I did it under the Uniform Gifts to Minors Act. Huh. 
and that can be valuable to do. Uh, that's a special publication that I printed out of here. Okay. And maybe you've got one as well. And maybe Brianna can help find this. <laughs> and in any event, the Uniform Gifts to Minors Act basically says, you know what, you can still give away the gift tax exclusion amount of $16,000 per year for each minor, but who would want to put money in the name of a 10-year-old or a 9-year-old? Right. You don't want to do that. If something happens to the child, mm-hmm. you have to go through a probate, or you might have to go through a guardianship to get the money back out again. Right. So we have something called the Uniform Gifts to Minors Act, and if you do want to make gifts to a younger uh, group of people, um, you can do it in that fashion. And basically, the asset or the bank account, let's say, goes in the name of an adult who is of age, their custodian under the UGMA, we call it, Uniform Gifts to Minors Act. But the legal title to the asset belongs to the minor, and the control belongs to the adult. And the money can be used for support or education or maintenance of the minor. Now, in most states, this custodianship terminates when the child reaches age of majority, which is 18 in Massachusetts. So it's technically their asset. I've had that happen to me once. I had somebody who did that, and the parent came in with a child, and the child was now 19. And the parent said, well, he's over 18, so he's entitled to this money right now, but I don't really want him to touch it Mm -hmm. until he's a little older. Mm -hmm. And if he's willing to keep it in that fashion, I'll continue to add more money to the account. Mm The child was smart and said, nope, I'm not going to touch it. (laughs) So um, they kept the account going. But there's all kinds of ways you can do gifts, even to minors, as an example. Uh, The income on the asset is taxable to the minor. And, you know, there's some other rules we can talk about. If you want any information on that, we do have handouts and publications. We're happy to share that information with you doesn't cost anything it's an inexpensive way to make a gift to a minor and the custodian has the duty to safely manage and reinvest the assets and um, you know be happy to tell you about that you can do the same thing with life insurance life insurance has to be on the name of the child um, or his or her estate as the beneficiary and then a custodian can be named to handle that. So there's so many ways to do gifting, and it's just a smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking about doing gifting for a child or a grandchild, you know, come and see us. Give us mm-hmm. a call. We'll be happy to go through that with you. Mm-hmm. And let's see. I've already given that quotation. I want to give a quotation from Mark Twain because he's one of my favorites as well. He said once, a person who won't read has no advantage over one who can't read. Hmm. So he's encouraging people to read. He also said, if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. Hmm. So we're going to send that to all of our elected officials, aren't we? Hmm. No, just kidding. (laughs) Well, we're going to come back with our last segment. I want to talk a little bit more about charitable giving when we come back. And I do want to mention that if you want to visit usawealthnow.com, usawealthnow.com, you can download for free uh, a number of the brochures that we've talked about. Stay tuned. We'll be right back in our last segment today. We want to talk about charitable giving, some of the rules of charitable giving and charitable remainder trusts and some things you can do to sell property even now without paying capital gains. Hmm. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Money Wise, brought to you by USA Wealth Group. And this morning, you're here with Ray Lance and also attorney Michael Coleman. Welcome back, Michael. Thank you. 
It's like uh, this is our last segment, but boy, we still have a lot to talk about. Right. You know, during the break, we were just talking about what happens if you give away money because you think you might be going into a nursing home. Mm -hmm. That could be a problem, couldn't it? Right, right. Yeah, that's never, never, at least in Massachusetts anyway, it's never the answer to just give everything away the moment before someone's going into a nursing home because there's a a look-back period, a five-year period that, the Mass Health or the organization who administers Medicaid in Massachusetts is going to look back at all your assets, and they, if they see that you've given something away in that five-year period, that's going to be a problem. So we have people come in and say, or at least inquire about gifting. And from you know the legal side of things, we always have to think about the nursing home aspect mm-hmm. of it. And I know that you and Attorney Lance sometimes, Attorney Tenny Lance sometimes set up irrevocable income only trust Mm -hmm. and you might put a house into that trust or you might put other assets into that kind of trust Mm -hmm. with anticipation that it's going to be there for at least five years Mm -hmm. before that person may have to go into a nursing home that's right when you would you create a certain kind of a trust and you can put real estate into the trust or any any other assets and once that's done that starts that five-year period but it's still a gift it's still giving something away so if you end up in a nursing home within the five years you still have to address that gift Mm -hmm. so be careful about thinking that you can just give away money and give away assets and Mm -hmm. i'm concerned about the nursing home so i want to make sure that i give my money away it doesn't go to a nursing home if i have to be there someday There are time limits and detailed restrictions. Really, when you think about it, Mike, everything that we're talking about today has very detailed rules, whether it's Mm -hmm. IRA rules, uh, IRS rules. For example, if you want to give money from an IRA account to your retirement account and you want to give it to charity, sometimes you're much better off if you don't just take your minimum distribution and then you write a check out of your account that you may or may not be able to deduct. What you could do instead is have the money go directly from the IRA to the charity without going through your hands. Mm -hmm. Number one, you don't have to pick it up as income on your income tax return, so that saves you income taxes. Uh, You don't get to deduct it, Mm -hmm. but maybe not having to pay the income tax on it is is a better benefit for you. The charity still gets the money. It doesn't matter to them where it comes from. Mm -hmm. So that's a very important rule about IRA accounts, for example. Oh, and I forgot to mention earlier that if you make a gift to a political organization, that's not a taxable gift to the recipient but you don't get to deduct that either. Uh-huh. So when you make a gift to a political party or campaign, you can't uh, deduct it. Hmm. Good thing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's come back and talk about, um, as we said really quickly, some gifts that everyone can afford. Pay for your child's or your grandchild's estate plan. Mm-hmm. Get in touch with uh, Lance Law Inc. and Mike Coleman or Attorney Tenny Lance and say, I'd like to do a gift of creating a proper estate plan for my child or my grandchild Hmm. and then have the parent or the grandparent pay for it. Mm -hmm. I've seen that happen before, and I think that's always a smart thing to do. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I like to really see is put money aside into somebody's retirement account. It sets them on the pattern of making gifts to retirement accounts. They're going to need it someday. But let's talk for a minute about um, gifts to charities. Um, we just talked a little bit about this special thing you can do with retirement accounts and putting money into a charity directly from the retirement account, the IRA. But generally, uh, if you want to give money to a charity, that's a wonderful thing to do. Most charities, if it can be a deductible gift, it'll say right on the charitable form that this gift you're making is tax deductible for income tax purposes. Mm-hmm. And there are some small limitations on how you can deduct that. But you need to plan earlier to do that. And I want to remind everybody once again that please visit a new website that we just put up recently, usawealthnownow.com. And you can download for free the brochures that we've just discussed. And Mm -hmm. 
One of the things that I have seen and worked with a lot, and people still don't really understand it necessarily, but it's a great tax technique. Let's say you have an investment property. You cannot do this with your personal residence, but you have an investment property, and typically it has to be a property with no mortgage and no debt on it. Let's say it's an apartment building that you own. It's a six-family apartment building. You're going to sell it for $500,000, but you bought it years and years ago. It's fully depreciated. When you sell it, you're going to end up paying a very large capital gains tax on it. Mm -hmm. There's a way to avoid that. It's called the Charitable Remainder Trust. And what you do is we help set up a Charitable Remainder Trust. We work with some organizations that do that. The property gets appraised. Then you draw a new deed. Usually the law firm would draw a deed at that point. It gets deeded over into the Charitable Remainder Trust. And you can be the trustee of your own charitable remainder trust. Mm -hmm. When you do that, you get a charitable income tax deduction immediately in the year of the gift. Mm -hmm. That's the reason you have the property appraised. You have to know what it's worth in order to quantify and measure what the amount of the gift will be. So you get a tax deduction. Now the property sits inside the charitable remainder trust. We call it a CRT. And the CRT then goes and sells the property. We assume that you're going to want to sell this property, which is why you do it. When it's sold, it's sold by the Charitable Remainder Trust. So there's no capital gains tax to pay Mm -hmm. at that time. And what do you do with the money? Well, the money stays inside the CRT, inside this Charitable Remainder Trust, and it gets invested in something else. IRS law says you must take out a minimum of 5% per year And and generally, if you do a charitable remainder annuity trust, it's a 20-year term. Mm -hmm. And you control the investment, but there's a a variety of ways you can invest the money. And when the money comes out on an annual basis, let's say it's 5% a year, you will get charitable treatment. You'll get capital gains treatment. You'll have to report it as a capital gain. But you're now reporting much smaller amounts Mm -hmm. over a longer period of time. Mm. And it's going to significantly reduce your tax bill. Mm. Plus, because you got this tax deduction up front for donating the money to the CRT in the first place, you can use that to offset the income that you're going to pick up. Mm. It's a great, great technique. We've done lots of them over the years. And um, if you have an income property, especially that you're thinking of selling, at least make an appointment, come in and talk about it. It's worth taking a look at. So... The rules of charity in general are deductible. Um, You can donate money directly to charity. Excuse me, you can donate money to charity, certainly, but you can also donate real estate directly to charity. Mm -hmm. This is real estate that you just want to donate and have them take the benefit of it. And um, that can be a great way to donate a value to a charity also. And um, it can be a way of getting rid of property. It's an outright gift and you're gonna get nice tax deductions when you do that. Mm -hmm. And we're happy to show that to you. So in general, planning for gifting uh, can be helpful to reduce your estate. It can give you charitable deductions. It can help you treat family members equally if you're doing a, a regular gift. You can donate life insurance to your charity. Let's say you have a life insurance policy. Well, the life insurance policy, if you carry that to your own death, the proceeds from that policy are going to be includable in your estate, Mm -hmm. and your estate might end up paying some estate taxes on it. Mm -hmm. Or you could take that policy and you could donate it to a charity that you've been supporting all these years. So lifetime gifting is important. Um, Leaving a bequest to a college or a university or a church or whatever your favorite charity is, is is a really, really important thing to do. And as we approach the end of our time here today, I just want to remind everybody that this stuff can be complicated sometimes. Mm-hmm. It can be very complicated. Gifting from a legal standpoint can implicate so many different issues, like we talked about with Medicaid and nursing homes and then children coming along and wanting more because their sibling received some other gift and tax issues. So anytime someone brings up gifting, we always like to think about all those different things. 
Uh, Steve Jobs once said uh, he was the founder of Apple. I'm losing my voice here. Hold on a second. <laughs> I don't do that too often on the air. Uh, being the richest man in the cemetery doesn't matter to me. Going to bed at night saying we've done something wonderful, that's what matters to me. Mm-hmm. So think about gifting, ladies and gentlemen. You can make somebody else's life much happier. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done various kinds of gifting over the years. I had occasion to visit the Marine Corps Museum in uh, Quantico, Virginia, and they have a program for purchasing a brick in memory of somebody. So both my grandfather and my father had served in the Marine Corps, so I made a gift donation uh, in each of their names and bought a brick, and uh, on the walkway they have there, it has my grandfather's name and my father's name. It's a way of remembering somebody and yet helping to sustain the museum Mm -hmm. at the same time. There's so many ways you can give and it always makes you feel good when you can give something to somebody, mm-hmm. I think. And if we can help you in any way, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Coleman at Lancelaw Inc., call him at 508-998-8800, or get in touch with Pete Lance or Ray Lance at USA Wealth Group, 508-998-8858. Remember that nobody can be an expert at everything. These are the things that we love to do and we specialize in. Give us a call. Do something nice for somebody today. Make a gift. And thank you for listening. You've been listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, powered by USA Wealth Group, Inc. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. Money Wise is also online. Go to usawealthgroup.com. That's usawealthgroup.com. Our firm provides insurance services. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. USA Wealth Group, Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group, Inc. USA Wealth Group, Inc. has a strategic partnership with tax professionals and attorneys who can provide legal advice. Lance Law, Inc. is not affiliated with USA Wealth Group, Inc. or AE Wealth Management. This radio show is a paid placement.